Welcome to the Garbage Pod. One pod, one load of garbage. 29 and 28. I've remanded in custody. There's something curious about this broadcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 54 of the Garbage Pod. It's the first show of 2016, which can only mean one thing. It's time for the predictions reveal, or as it's affectionately known on the show, I predict a riot. As regular listeners will know, Jimmy Hastel, or Beer Show Jimmy, passed the predictions show button over to the Garbage Pod back in 2012. And Jimmy, alongside myself, Strider Paul Stoneman, and our very own Adri Bullhawk Mallows, have been part of our crack predictions analyst team ever since. Unfortunately, Jimmy can't be with us tonight due to family commitments, but he did send us his 2015 predictions for the show. Now, I thought it would be better if we had a third party to reveal and make a case for Jimmy's predictions, so I asked friend and contributor to the show, Alan Taylor Shearer, to come on board, who I'm sure you will agree did a fantastic job for us at short notice. One thing I need to point out before we carry on is that the cut-off date for the predictions was the 31st of January 2016, so any predictions correctly guessed up to that date will be accepted. This means that some of the scores could change after the show has been broadcast because uh, we recorded this on the 15th of January. But if there are any score corrections, we'll let you know via social media and in the next podcast. So strap yourself in as we thunder through the year for part one of I Predict a Riot 2015. So, who wants to, to kick off the proceedings? Yeah, I can start off with my first one. Okay. Number one. Okay, then, so number one was uh, general election for 2015. Uh, conservatives win, but with no overall majority. Ah. If only I could, if only I could have deleted. <laughs> Can I delete that last bit? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're half there. I am half there. That is true. Yes, that is true. Because are, are we going for half points? Well, we did last year. I think a lot of people made up on points through half points last year. Yes, I think. Um, I mean, I will take anything. I'm willing to give a half point in this situation. Thank you very much. What What do you think, Alan? I second that emotion. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's definitely a half point for Paul. But we won't okay. be so kind next year, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to be more general. <laughs> okay, yes. I, I should have learned that lesson the time before. <laughs> oh, we, we all did very badly the year before. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so, Alan, do you want to um, read off Jimmy's first one? Okay, certainly. On behalf of Jimmy, his first prediction of this uh, programme would be Cliff Richard successfully sues the BBC and the police for public intrusion and wins undisclosed amount or public apology. Now, 
that went quiet after a while, didn't it? Yes, I've just I was looking back at uh, at this story, sort of all the way back through sort of two thousand fourteen, fifteen, and in at the end of two thousand and fourteen, it was he's definitely going to sue, he's definitely doing this, that, and the other. But the most recent story was that uh, he wasn't suing the BBC or the police, but the BBC has submitted its controversial live coverage of a police raid on Sir Cliff Richard's Berkshire home for a major journalism award. The Reports have been entered for Scoop of the Year at the Royal Television Society Awards, despite the threat of legal action from the singer. So he's threatened it, but the BBC have put it forward for an award. Unbelievable. (laughs) That is unbelievable, isn't it? That's perfect from the BBC website as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was his home in the UK because I always thought it was this one here in the Algarve. Cause he, I think they probably went over both of them because he's yeah. got one in Barbados as well. I think. I suppose he's got several. Yes, because he, <laughs> he's into wine over here. He produces his own wine, etc. Yeah, it's uh, often you turn a corner and there's this great big cardboard cutout of Cliff Richard, which is quite <laughs> disturbing at times. I can assure you, hanging off it. <laughs> no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, from the BBC's own website, um, the BBC faced criticism after it emerged that they they have been tipped off by the police, allowing it to film the raid. And uh, there's also something here. BBC camera, cameras and a reporter were outside the gate of the singer's property in Sunningdale, Berkshire, when police officers arrived. The accusation is that this reporter, Dan Johnson, had threatened to break the story prematurely unless he got inside access to the raid. Um, the BBC has contested that, but basically what this journalist said was, if you don't let me come on the radio with you, I will break the news earlier that you're going to raid him. Right. <laughs> that's, wow. Uh, that's, that's a weird story. I mean, is it a scoop if it's not proven to be true? I mean, I, I, I guess there's no court sort of proceedings gone ahead, is there? There's no, no nothing. prosecutions? or Nope. No, none at all. It was over an incident that happened in Sheffield in the 1980s at a Billy Graham rally but that was held at the Sheffield United. I've got some whiff of bacon for some reason. But anyway, it was at Sheffield United football ground at Bramall Lane. Um, uh, I, I support the Sydney the football team at the other end of the city, with the, the blue end of the city. Uh, uh, um, that That's beside the point. Um, yes, so uh, Cl- Sir Cliff, who is 74, has said he will sue the BBC for breach of privacy if no charges arise from the allegations that led to the raid. And apparently it was utterly inept, said the BBC, about the BBC. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Something dodgy uh, going on there. Which says to me that they may have paid him some money, but it's all been kept very quiet. Yes, yeah, does, I think so. It does sound that way. Um, so I suppose we've got to decide whether we should give Jimmy any points for that. The thing uh, is, there's no. As, actual... as Jimmy's not here, I, I vote we give him minus one. Wowzers. <laughs> 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 can, can I second that? <laughs> Brilliant. Jimmy's own proxy. <laughs> that's the difficulty of being the proxy, you say. Well, that's true, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Is that like your fee? You're just going to give him negative points every now and then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> See, the uh, thing is, there's no actual physical proof that any 
money has changed hands or anything. So we we've got nothing no. uh, in black and white, as it were. To so that's a fail then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to uh, agree. Sorry, Jimmy, but I'm sure you would understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, because we're up next. <laughs> so it could all be level begging then. Our number one is that Weird Al Yankovic won a Grammy. Um, so that's what we pro- we projected that he would win a, a Grammy at the 2015 uh, Grammys, and he did okay. <laughs> uh, for his album Mandatory Fun. And uh, this is part of his acceptance speech, which I thought was actually quite funny. <laughs> I signed my record contract in 1982. Uh, it wound up being a 14 album deal, and uh, as it turns out, Mandatory Fun was my 14th album. So, uh, in just 32 short years, I was able to fulfill my contractual obligation. So, it's been a wild ride, and I gotta say, this is a heck of a way to go out. I'm deeply grateful for this. Thank you so much. Thank you. The strange thing about that is that he said this is a fantastic way to go out. Yeah. Uh, which makes it sound like he's not making any more albums. It sounds like he's quitting while he's ahead. Yeah, indeed. As he said, it's only taken him 32 years. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's time for a, a fun weird owl fact. He shares the same birthday as me. Do you celebrate <laughs> together or? Uh, well, we try to, you know, we Skype every now and then, you know, when, when he's free. And well, now he's going to have a lot more free time on his hands. So I feel we'll be able to have the joint celebration we've always planned. <laughs> and maybe you can host it for us with that lovely sultry voice of yours uh, I'd certainly do that for you Weird Al <laughs> yes. and the Borg <laughs> and the Borg happy birthday <laughs> uh, he, he just slightly went into Alan Partridge there <laughs> well I am in North Norfolk uh, so you know it's, it's very easy to do I'm afraid it's, it's just what happens you know um <laughs> Smell my cheese, your mother. Give me a second series. <laughs> That's a very good impression. Thank you very much. So I I I don't know what anybody else says about that, but I well, I think, I think that's a hundred percent prediction, isn't it? Really? Can I hear a ding there as the point clicks over? I think that's yes. Possibly in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've got a little dancer mode. We saw that in post. <laughs> number two. Uh, number two, I predicted that A, or telephone company, offers internet only home connection. I don't think anyone that I've not seen any adverts for such a thing. So I would presume that that has not happened. I still think that one day they will um, just offer internet-only connection rather than having a telephone, because every time you've got to have a landline. It would make sense, because less and less people actually use a landline phone. Exactly. Yeah, I've got family members that don't have a landline. The thing is, if you go with, say, BT, I know that there's other companies that offer these services, but they all basically say, have internet for, say, I don't know, 10, 10 pound or whatever, but then, on top of that, you've got to have a landline, which costs you another fifteen or twenty pounds. And then there's got, you've got people like Talk Talk who give you deals, but then 
they have problems with your security. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's I right. I think yeah. it might be talk talk at the moment because an advert on the radio is where they say that you get a year's free Wi-Fi, but of course we know no- it's never free. It's like all you have to pay is £17 line rental. That's right. Why do this I need line rental if you're giving it to me for free? Yeah, but yeah. did you also notice that they tie you into an 18-month contract? Ah, uh, see, no, I didn't. I didn't. hadn't seen that bit, but I knew there's other catches as well. But yeah, so they give you an 18-month contract and a year for free. That's right. And then they put it up to about 20 quid, I think, don't they, actually? After That's right, the- and then it's £20 a month plus the line rental fee. Which so- is something that you most worry, because the line rental really is only a telephone. I know the internet comes through the line, but it's that telephone they seem to make up the difference there, don't they? That's where they get their money. Yeah, yeah. And you know, from the sounds of it, the you, end of the contract as well, if they're get, getting you six months at £37. Now, I have heard that there is a company that's going to start doing internet only from tomorrow. So as we've <laughs> um, still got to the 31st... <laughs> I think no. we have. We have. <laughs> if it does, if it does come out before the thirty first, then then you know I demand my point back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that is definitely uh, zero points because obviously you've not heard of any companies, and I certainly haven't. No, I did have a little look, but I couldn't find anything. So no, no. So so I'm afraid that's a fail. Alan, uh, Jimmy's next one. Okay, Jimmy's next one was Clarkson announces his last year as Top Gear presenter. Ooh. Now, this Ooh. is a tangle, isn't it? This this <laughs> is this has uh, gone all over the place. Um, now we know that Top Gear is coming back on Amazon. So people will be going out to buy their little Amazon box to put next to their television so they can watch Top Gear. Well, it's not technically Top Gear because Top Gear is coming back to the BBC with Chris Evans hosting it. That's right. And virtually unknown Chris Harris and Sabrina Schmitz. Uh, Well, Sabrina has been on Top Gear before. Yeah. Isn't she the driver? She's the. Oh, is she the one that does all the stuff at the Nurburgring? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. She's actually she was or still is. I don't know. Uh, the German, one of the German presenters of the German version of Top Gear, um, whatever it's called in German. Um, but uh, the other one is uh, Chris Harris. Um, is written for motor magazines, including Autocar, and also presented a YouTube series on cars, which is what we don't really want in no, a way. Because that's how Top Gear started. It was it was about cars. That's, that's right. It was, it was, it was <laughs> chaps, chaps wandering around telling you how great the 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 beige velour interior was and and yeah. how well the metro was put together. And what you get with a Vanden Plaat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that actually mean? Yes. What does it mean? <laughs> and the gear. <laughs> Oh, the We're still going to yes. have the Stig because we've got photographs of Chris Evans with the Stig. David uh, Coulthard, the former Formula One star, has also been appointed to the new look presenter panel according to the Sun. I think it's a hard act to follow. I think whoever does Top Gear is going to have a struggle, a bit like uh, following Ferguson from Man United. It's, yeah, it's very difficult. Just not happening, is it? No, no you really want to be the second one. You want to be the second presenter of Top Gear, not the first one. That's, That's it. Right. I think, uh, but if I was the BBC, I would have just canned to- uh, Top Gear yeah. just because the amount of money it came through every year. It always annoyed me how much money that program spent. But they get so much back, don't they? Because they're selling it worldwide. Yeah, 
It's, it's, it's like one of the biggest hit shows worldwide, as well as being and one I, of the I top think shows in the UK. Pretty much nearly every country in the world has got their own version of Top Gear now. I was, I mean, yeah. I, I was watching a Russian version of it, and it was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what they're going to do with the uh, Clarkson, May, and Hammond thing on Amazon. I mean, I, mean, I heard a rumor that it was going to be called Gear Knobs. <laughs> Yes, I heard that rumour, yes. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Just have a look at some facts and figures. It's said that he's set to earn £10 million a year for the new programme. Uh, this is Clarkson. This is just Clarkson. He's going to get £10 million a year. Amazon Prime is reportedly spending £160 million on 36 episodes over three years, giving each show a budget of £4.5 million. Yeah. Each episode. That's criminal. <laughs> They're well, just going to do it? some really know. crazy. I mean, stuff. in the big scheme of things, it's not that much money nowadays, is it? When you think of it. Well, not when you think that <laughs> what, what they're 160 million for the series. Yeah. Uh, they kind of spend that on a movie, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it is silly money. But then everything's silly money nowadays, but when I just you compare think, it to everything else. I just personally think that this this whole uh, thing with uh, him hitting uh, Oyce and Tymon, I yeah. think it all just happened at just the right time when the contracts were coming up for renewal. Yeah. Yeah. And at yeah. just the right time. Yes. And and the BBC, um, they over the Christmas, they had a two-episode of the best Top Gear, didn't they? Yeah. That's right, and it'll all still be going out on Dave, which is um, yeah. which is partly owned partly by the BBC. Mostly, yeah, by the BBC. So, right. I mean, I, I think that's right. That they should have just canned this and just made it a classic because it could just never be the same. No, because, it won't. because it won't be same. if it is, everyone's going to just say, "Well, they're just copying what what they they're trying to copy what uh, Clarkson." And uh, May, yeah, I mean, you know, it. we're going to have the classic races. Are we going to see them going off to other countries? Are we going to see them taking uh, family saloons across the desert and all this kind of stuff? Mm. I can't see it. No. Then, then you know, the chemistry between these three. We don't know if there is any chemistry between these three, uh, no. Evans Hall and Schmidt. Sabrina's known to the Top Gear. If you're a Top Gear aficionado, you know. Who she is. Yeah. Because she took that transit van around the Nürburgring in yeah, under 10 minutes. I remember that. She was overtaking the motorbikes. <laughs> yes. And um, then, you know, you know, if you listen to the to BBC Radio 2, then you know who Chris Evans is. He's, he's not even half the presenter he was when he was on TV years ago. Well, I remember Chris Evans when he used to be on GLR, Greater London Radio, and yeah. uh, he used to do this thing for students, late night show for students. And that was the best thing he ever did. Who knows what it's going to be like, but um, I, I think I'd be definitely watching the Amazon Prime version before I'd be watching the, yeah, yeah. the the Chris Evans one. I'm afraid. Mm. I mean, it, it was it was a crazy program, and it was really it was well as everyone said before, and it was just three three normal blokes just having a bit of a laugh with cars. Actually, um, James May's stuff on his own was uh, very good. Very good. Man Lab. Yeah. Did you ever see Man Lab? Yeah. Yes. Love that. Yes. That was awesome. And I was hoping that he's going to do some more of those because they were very good. And then he done the thing with the toys, didn't he? The Lego. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James uh, May's Carna. Toy Stories. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, were, they were really <laughs> good. They were really because good. Because he likes brown beer and pies. Oh, That's it. He does, yes. I, I yeah. have got the, the, the official book of Oz and James's Drink to Britain. 
oh, which is hilarious. A, a brilliant book, and it was a brilliant show as well. <laughs> it's a book I've, it's a, I've never watched. I've never watched it, but everyone says, you know, that you should watch it because it is just so good. There is a, a chemistry between him and Oz Clark. And, yeah. uh, well, Oz Clark will drink paraffin if it was going, but I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd still find some flowery, colourful way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he appeared in the Meccano one, didn't he, when he raced? Yeah, he, he like raced. TT a, it was, yeah, it was a motorbike yeah. and sidecar made out of Meccano, which he took around the TT circuit. <laughs> yes. That's right, yeah. He turned up with some bread, didn't he? And cheese and wine, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> so, do we think Jimmy should get half a point? Well, it was his last year as a Top Gear presenter. He's, yes, I think yes. he's he's fallen into the same trap as me. If he just said this would be his last year as a BBC Top Gear presenter, he'd be he'd, yes. But he didn't actually announce. Well, he kind of did announce. Well, no, uh, the, the BBC. I think we should give him half a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. He's, because I I know where where he's coming from. We, as proxy, yeah. I would suggest half a point would be great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think I think that's fair all round. To be honest, definitely. Split. Yes. <laughs> this is one of yours, Adri, actually. Um, JJ Watt will be on the cover of Madden. Now, we covered the, the Madden cover curse. Uh, curse last year. I don't know if you remember that, Paul. Uh, yes, I do remember you I saying do. about this yeah. Madden curse, yes. And I'm not even a big game fan or anything like that. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I think I've got a copy of Guitar Hero 2, which I, I drag out every occasionally, but that's about <laughs> it for me. <laughs> <laughs> J.J. Watts. Say what? On Madden. Um, yeah, so he wasn't on the cover of Madden. It was Odell Beckham Jr. And he had a horrific game against Carolina and they didn't get to the playoffs. So the Madden cover curse still, does still exist. It, it worked last year. It worked this year. This is what people say. They say, oh, Seahawks broke the curse. No, they didn't. How did they lose the Super Bowl? They lost it with the last play being intercepted in the end zone when they would normally hand it off to Marshall Lynch. If that's not a curse, I don't know what is. Yep. Right, yeah. Sorry, okay. I have no clue what, what Andrew just said. Basically, they, why, they lost why the noise. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah slower um they lost the super bowl with the last play of the game um normally they'd hand it off to their running back but they decided to throw it and it got intercepted okay yes so yeah um so it's happened again the the madden curse still prevails (laughs) Um, but more importantly we get uh, a big fat. Could that be uh, classed as a Madden curse? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think it's it the does, second yeah. time you've done a Madden thing on <laughs> yeah, this show. Both times, both times been... it's been wrong. Because the first yeah, one was Peyton Manning, wasn't it? Beyond the game. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> it Let's must hope... be true. <laughs> Agreed. As long as it doesn't affect my gameplay on Madden, that's the important thing. <laughs> Number three. Okay, uh, the Queen's reign ends short of beating Queen Victoria for the longest reign in Monarch, which would have been September. Um, um, that didn't. <laughs> oh, because you said the Queen's reign ends short, right? So we were thinking she may unfortunately pass. No, yes. well, either that or she or just whatever, abdicates. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. never going to abdicate. She's got it, as Eddie Izzard said, she's got that throne attached to her behind. Yes, definitely, <laughs> yeah. But I just thought, well, if anything's going to happen, it could just that she just falls short. Yeah, uh, but she didn't. So uh, 
No, she even broke it as well, didn't she? Just to rub salt in your wounds. Yes, just she done it on purpose. Just, <laughs> she did. Just, just against me, personally. She called me up when I was speaking to Weird Al Yankovic and she said, you know, she said, I'm going to teach that Paul a lesson. And, uh, <laughs> did she just pop up on Skype? Just, she just did. She just popped up. I was like, Queen yeah. Bee is online. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> and it's after September. Up yours. <laughs> in your face <laughs> her words not mine don't shoot the messenger <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so swiftly moving on <laughs> okay then Jimmy's number three it was and I'm so glad that we are recording this on the day that we're recording this number three was the collapse or merger of a major mobile phone company today is the day that BT announced their 12.5 billion pound merger with EE oh, who right. I'm with they'll take control of EE as two of its competitors O2 and 3 also plan to unite in a shake-up that could shrink the UK mobile market to just three. So do, does Jimmy get two points there? Because he's Ooh. got two mergers going on here now Ooh, today. That, that Have was, they both been announced? Has that both been announced today? Because I know the, the BT and EE one has. Does that also mean that it's going to be BT? BT. Well, they're just calling it BTE. It's unlikely to cause significant harm to competition in the interests of consumers. Um, well, there'll be no competition, will there? No, according to Vodafone, there is, but then. <laughs> <laughs> according to Vodafone, they have a signal in certain areas. Yeah. <laughs> the str- I'll tell you, one of the strangest things I, I know about, uh, I don't know if, if they've changed buildings since, but a while ago, Vodafone. You could not get a signal inside their headquarters. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. wow. <laughs> well, up here in Kings Lynn, uh, in, since 2014, EE specifically uh, have been selling 4G phone packages. You know, get your 4G phone package and everything. But it's only in the last three months that we've actually got 4G in Kings Lynn. So they've been flogging this stuff like for a year in advance and you couldn't use it. Uh, and when I asked uh, an EE representative, why, why are you trying to sell me 4G when I can't get 4G here? He said, well, do you travel to London at all? Why? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, I do use Vodafone over here, actually, um, and uh, I must say it's pretty good here. Mm. Oh, so but, a good advert for Vodafone if you want a mobile in Portugal, exactly. Buy Vodafone, <laughs> exactly. If you want a good reception and you want good four G, we'll use it in the Algarve. I mean, do you travel to the Algarve? <laughs> <laughs> that should be their new advert. <laughs> Vodafone, do you travel to the Algarve? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get a good signal. I'm, yeah. I'm travel to the Algarve. Yeah. Yeah. Do you often find yourself in Portugal wondering why you can't get a signal? <laughs> <laughs> but according to Talk Talk's chief executive, that he says it's a it's a disappointing decision, which will increase costs for all mobile customers. Mm. I, I don't know myself, to be honest. Uh, the thing is that all of this sort of um, splitting everything up and having competition was supposed to be good for the consumer, yet not only is the, is the mobile phone companies, but the train companies are the same. They're all turning out. There's just going to be two or three of them. Yes, they're all merging back together. So we're going to end up with yeah. British Rail. B- 
yeah. Israel, and you're going to end up with one or two. You're going to end up with both, say, like B E E T or whatever they want to call it, and one other company. It'll just become British Telecom again. But the thing is, eventually, yeah, British right. Telecom went into the mobile market a few years ago. And they failed. I mean, on their own, they failed. They went in with Cellnet. That failed. <laughs> they also uh, created O2. Yeah. Yes. And then they separated. And, and O2 so- went their way and became quite successful. And now they're going to merge. They're merging with three. Yeah. So it'll be O32. E, who was they? They they took over some other companies. E yeah. was is a collaboration of Orange and T-Mobile. Orange, that's right, because I remember someone saying that they had a T-Mobile when they went back to the UK. They suddenly got this EE, and um, and then, of course, then they discovered that they'd actually been sort of taken over <laughs> while they was out of the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. saying earlier about, about Jimmy getting two points for, for two mergers. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to take one of those because apparently the EU Commission is investigating O2's plans in a separate inquiry with an outcome due in the spring. So I'm going to take I'm going to take that uh, that request back. So just I'm just going to request Jimmy gets one point for what happened today. And I think he should take. I think he should be minus another one for just the cheek of trying to get two points. <laughs> <laughs> and on the subject of requesting, that Jimmy, that was only me. <laughs> Jimmy may request that's, that's a new. Uh, I say, I mean, yeah, one point, if that's the only one that's kind of official, official, I would say that's completely fair. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah, that's that's, that's a good call. Point for Jimmy. Yes, I'm already getting an idea what my predictions are going to be. I think mergers are on the up. (laughs) (laughs) Conservative government sells out. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, they could, yeah, what about that, yeah. Conservatives merge with. Because <laughs> yeah. merge, yeah. <laughs> Haven't they already done that? <laughs> yeah, they wow. they tried it. Yes. Yeah, been there, yeah. done that. Got the yeah. t-shirt, sold the t-shirt, and sold everything else. Sold the Lib Dems as well <laughs> <laughs> to the highest bidder. <laughs> yeah. Right. So our number three is a Michael Bay movie to win a Golden Raspberry. Now, the Golden Raspberry, I don't know if you know the Golden Raspberries. Uh, I guess it's opposite to the... Uh, to the Academy Awards. Academy yeah. Awards, yes. Um, well, the, the Golden Raspberries are for some of the worst movies made. There are different categories, and the Golden Raspberry winners, or Razzies, as they're called, rarely turn up to the award ceremony, and they get a $4.79 gold spray-painted trophy. <laughs> I would turn up just for that. The amount of people who do for just for taking the mickey. I think uh, Quentin Tarantino turned up for one once. Oh, right. Uh, um, In his early days. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's turn, when she turned up, it was an absolute classic. I'm desperate trying to remember what the film was for. But she turned up, gave a speech, and then handed out a copy of the movie to everybody that was in attendance. <laughs> It was either that, or she said, "You either accept the DVDs, or I've got the script here, and I'm going to just going to start reading it." Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Now um, I can go through some of the actual winners uh, of uh, the 2015s. 
the the worst uh, or worst picture, worst actor, worst screenplay, and worst screen combo for Kirk Cameron for a film called Saving Christmas. Yes, <laughs> I've never seen it. Luckily, but Saving Christmas is the only one of two films last year to score a zero rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the tagline on the film poster is "Putting Christ back into Christmas." Uh, so yeah anyway Cameron Diaz uh, was named the worst actress for two comedies uh, The Other Woman and Sex Tape the worst supporting actress prize went to Megan Fox for the reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which is a Michael Bay film can I just quickly say Uh, that all three of those films I really enjoyed (laughs) genuinely Michael Bay's Transformers Age of Extinction led the field with seven nominations (laughs) wow now I've seen that Transformers Age of Extinction I must admit that was okay I mean well there's the problem with Michael Bay films is there's a lot of explosions, a lot of special effects, and little else. There's not a lot well, of plot. Yeah, but then Transformers, <laughs> come on. What, what, what do you think you're going to get then? It's sort of a deep storyline. It's true. He won Worst Director, and it also got Worst Supporting Actor for Kelsey Grammer, uh, who was right. in it. And as I say, Megan Fox was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that was three golden raspberries that Michael Bay. <laughs> actually won but that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't the worst film I've ever seen it was kind of palatable it wasn't brilliant but it still wasn't that bad I didn't think I haven't Uh, seen it but do do any of them say Cowabunga Dude at any point I'm trying to remember if they do. I or don't not. think they do. Actually, there, there's, there's, and it's not. A, it's not a turtles movie, and I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone full ninja instead of being hero turtles. Oh, that's why they didn't oh, say it. Oh, so sad. So yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. To yes. see the see how the great have fallen. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> thinking of yeah, Age of the Revenge of the Fallen. There you go. That could be. That's one of the Transformers movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so you got I three said, on that. Did I, you? I said that he would get a uh, golden raspberry. He actually got three. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I'm gonna. So, so if we go along the same lines as the uh, Jimmy, <laughs> that would be three points. So. Um, well, yes and no, because we said he would win. Did you say we said in our quote he would... I'm gonna, Mark's going to hate me now, because if we said he will win a Razzie, he you won... You've got three points. Well, no, because we only you. said... He, yeah, we only said he would win a Razzie. We didn't... A Razzie, singular. Ah. So, Let me just see so, what I actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> see where I'm going with this, see? So I may be conning us out of some points, but someone's got to play devil's advocate right now. Um, controversy at Spam at Towers. <laughs> exactly. Michael yeah. Bay movie to win a Razzie. A Razzie, singular. Mm-hmm. So we potentially, <gasps> potentially we don't get any points fight, because fight, we said fight, a fight. Razzie. We didn't yes, say multiple. That's, <gasps> right. dun, dun, dun. that's a fail because that's right. You got three <laughs> points. Three. There was three awards, not a award, an award. Mm. Yeah, so it's got to be zero. I can't see it. <laughs> 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 well, what do you know? Uh, I can imagine the glares that are happening across <laughs> the this, desk right if now. this was a video podcast, <laughs> it would look like an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we could say, well, if we give you 1.5 points, 
<laughs> that seems fair because we've been dishing out the half marks so yeah you know one and a half it's half a three we don't want you racing <laughs> away with this competition that's true <laughs> see that's why I was I was trying to be fair as well was, was, <laughs> to be honest right. with you I don't looking at some of the other ones we got here I don't think there's much chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so well, we're, we're sticking with yeah. the one and a half. Oh, is everyone is everyone happy that it's I, I one and I, a half I, instead I of zero? I don't mind if you if you take three or one and a half, really. To be honest with you, I mean you've got three awards, I suppose, and I guess you know the chances of him getting three awards is you've not seen that coming. Well, he, so. de- he definitely isn't going to get three Academy Awards, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. No. <laughs> what do you think, Alan? I'm I'm still going to push for the one and a half because you get one for for having two for the one film, and then you got one for the other film, so that's half of two. So I'm I'm still pushing for the one and a half. That's it. You say one and a half. I think is more than fair. Mark's not happy. (laughs) (laughs) We're still winning, Mark. Time to start blowing our own trumpets. That'll be a different video cast altogether. Uh, moving swiftly on. One which I won't be proxy for. <laughs> but that keeps it nice and tight, doesn't it, really? Indeed. <laughs> yes. I think uh, it's not looking good. Crichton, what are you doing, man? Oh, sir, I'm listening to The Garbage Pod. It's a podcast I found in the podosphere. Number four. Announcement that e-cigarettes to be made available on the NHS to help people stop smoking. Now, I think actually they were talking about the NHS putting a warning on these cigarettes. but uh, They've never been fully proved as to what they actually put into those e-cigarettes, have they? They've never sort of, I mean, health-wise, they've never actually given them a full certificate, I don't think, have they? Because people still are trying to work out what they put in and whether it's harmful to you or not. That's this is it. They seem to like almost if they've appeared from outer space and they don't know what to do with these things because some places you're allowed to use them and then airlines are saying, no, they're going to be banned. And then some train companies, I think it's okay. But then, and it's all very sort of strange, you know, as if they don't know what to do with them because they're not a cigarette. They don't even smell really. Uh, no, it's not smoke that's coming out. It's a, it's a liquid it's a, vapor. Yeah. So um, they're almost like an alien species that they cannot categorise. Now, I can back <laughs> up your prediction here, if you like, because definitely um, a British company is taking its challenge against EU proposals of the, the European Union. And yeah. if, if you listen to my podcast, you know how much I love the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, the EU proposals on e-cigarette production, sales and marketing, this British company has taken them to the European Court of Justice. The company complains that e-cigarettes are being covered by a new tobacco directive, despite the fact that they do not contain tobacco. It also says that the future of the nicotine-based products employing an increasing variety of shapes, sizes and flavours will be put at risk when they have only recently been endorsed by Public Health England as 95% less harmful than tobacco 
tobacco cigarettes. So Public Health England is effectively a part of the NHS. I'm just going to put you on the Christmas card list. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've, I've talked about this on, a, on another news podcast. So that's why I was, uh, when you, when you mentioned that, I was, uh, I was straight to the website. Because, um, basically the EU has said that, um, you're not going to be able to advertise them. You're not going to be able to ha- have companies that produce them sponsor anybody. You're not going to be able to promote them or give information about them. The only place that you'll be able to get information about e-cigarettes is from NHS stop smoking services and, uh, affiliated or approved outlets. So basically, all these e-cig shops that are popping up on every single street corner across the across the country, if these EU regs do come into place, which it looks like they will, because all EU regs do come into place, uh, basically they they won't be able to advertise, they won't be able to promote, they won't be able to give information unless they are uh, affiliated and approved by NHS Stop Smoking Services. Yes, I can see this quote for April 9th, oh, August 19th, 2015 could be prescribed on the NHS in future to help smokers quit. But it could be. They haven't done it yet. But if they've been endorsed by Public Health England, like Alan says, that's almost as good as the NHS. I think I should refer to Mark on this one rather than just making decisions because he's got that stern look on his face like I shouldn't say anymore. (laughs) 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 When it comes to points, points, do not speak. (laughs) You're talking privileges. Is he holding up a a Handwritten notice that says, shut the up. <laughs> yeah, shut the exploitive deletive up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, it's, I'll ju- I'm just looking at slider number two at the moment. On, on, the... <laughs> on the mixer. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's yeah, I mean, they, they haven't actually prescribed them. Oh, yeah, they haven't uh, prescribed them at the moment. But um, I, I will leave it uh, for the chairman to decide. Mr. Chairman, what sayest thou? The thing is, I, I don't know whether, because it hasn't officially happened yet. No, that's that's right. I mean, I could use this prediction again, and I think I would most. And you could probably get a point I with could, it. I would mostly get a point with it this time next year. Yeah. Well, so, you, you could probably. I mean, it might even get it before the end of the month if you're lucky. Well, there you go. So I could have a sort of zero point at the moment, but in brackets one. so uh yeah i mean i'm quite happy to be zero because it 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 hasn't happened not as yet but as you say Uh, keep it on file (laughs) yes it's on file if it comes in within the next few days I will be expecting a recount. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going in the official score chart as uh, zero and then in brackets one. Yes, that would be good. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Pending one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've just found something on the Daily Mail, which I suppose you will have to confirm, being it's on the Daily Mail site. It says here, first e-cigarettes to be prescribed on the NHS in the new year. But ministers wanted to keep it quiet in case GPs are overrun. <laughs> I just found that. So has um, it actually happened? Well, that's that's right. I have to see it. It says e-cigarettes will be prescribed on the NHS for the first time in the new year. Now, of course, it doesn't, 
yeah, but this is just yes, a daily make it up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it does, but it doesn't give it doesn't give a day. Oh, I was just getting my information from the Guardian. Oh well, of course, yes. <laughs> oh, what um, that old piece of tosh. <laughs> 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 yeah. It comes in handy for lining the gerbil cage, but it's um... yes, indeed. <laughs> in August, it was revealed that the pilot schemes in Northeast England and Leicester had already started recommending e-cigarettes to patients through council smoking cessation services. Mind you, doctors to <clears throat> used to prescribe cigarettes, didn't they, for for chesty coughs and stuff? And they, oh yeah, <laughs> they cure for everything. Yeah, do you smoke? No. Well, you want to start. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic. Uh, um, yeah, there is no actual date, but it does say that they kept it quiet because they didn't want everyone rushing. Doctors will ah, see, now it says here, the typical daily mail. <clears throat> Doctors will soon be able to hand out the device to smokers who want to quit. Ah, uh, so I think we should keep that one in brackets. It could, it could come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it could come. It could come in the next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm happy to keep that in brackets. Okay, that's it, yes. But but if I can just be a little bit controversial here about prescribing <laughs> stuff, um, the, if if they're going to be able to start prescribing e-cigs to help people stop smoking, yet here in North Norfolk they are stopping the prescribing of uh, gluten-free food for people with celiac disease because they have to save money. So one of the ways they're saving money is they are stopping the prescribing of gluten-free food for celiac people. Wow. So, um, so they're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna take the food away from these people that, that can't eat bread and pasta and all that kind of stuff, but maybe start handing out e-cigs to people who want to stop smoking, which is a <laughs> lifestyle choice rather than, um, a medical, a condition. medical condition. Yes. That's ridiculous, yeah. by the way. So yes, it is. Certainly is. Uh, my my wife's uh, had a celiac uh, disease, and it is a real thing. It's not. It's not one of these fashionable millennial things. It is real, um, and you know, I, I've seen her in hospital because of it. But but like yeah. I say, they they've decided that from this year, from January this year, um, they are going to stop the prescription of uh, of celiac based food. And the, the ridiculous right. price of it as well, anyway. I mean, when you're talking where you can buy a loaf of bread for about a pound and the gluten-free bread is sort of like, what, three, four pounds a loaf? Yes, and it's half the size as well. I was going to say, it's less, less in it, isn't it? It's that kind of thing's cheaper. Ridic- I mean, where can they say it's got to be dearer? Yeah, and the thing is, well, because I can guarantee that I'm assuming in your local hospital, Alan, they'll probably still staple someone's stomach who's overweight rather than just telling them to eat healthily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's still Or get a on. breast enlargement if they feel that they're having a confidence problem and may do harm to themselves. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's still going on. That's crazy. Oh, that's brought things down a little, hasn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's taking a different tone, but it's it's a fair point, though. So, am I am I sort of Jalen or uh, Alim? <laughs> Alim, yeah, yep. Alini, Alimi, Alimi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number so four good. then for Jimmy was, his prediction was Marks and Spencers sell 20% or more of their stores to save money. Marks and Spencers <laughs> comes up quite regularly in these, 
insane. <laughs> I think in the last two years, one of at least one of our predictions between us has had something to do with Marks and Spencers. <laughs> now, the most recent story I could find about Marks and Spencers uh, was that their chief executive, Mark Boland, uh, not of uh, music fame, is to quit because he's going to step down in April because the company said, as it announced its Christmas results, the third quarter sales of general merchandise were down by 5.8% for the 13 weeks to the 26th of December. Uh, but M&S said it had an excellent quarter for food for record sales in the Christmas week. Uh, that's what's making them get rid of their chief exec because merchandise was down 5.8% for 13 weeks, but food was up. So that's why he's got to go. Uh, well, the problem with Marks and Spencers is their merchandisers are not very good. They haven't worked out who their target customer is. No. Uh, as in for their clothing and things. Uh, they've really not looked into it very well. I mean, they've probably been researching into it for years, but what they've actually been doing, I've got no idea. But the first thing that comes into mind whenever you think Marks and Spencers is food, because their quality of food is fantastic, which is why people buy their food from there, and yep. no doubt why their food sales have gone up. Exactly. Yes, I and mean, they've opened all these stores at uh, it, major railway stations, haven't they? Yeah, Simply Food is, um, and there's one at... Um, there's one at Marlebone. Yeah, there's one at King's Cross as well. Yeah, well, there was one at London where Waterloo is one. And, I don't uh, think they're getting rid of this fella to, uh, to save money because the guy who's going to take over... Uh, somebody called Mr. Rowe will receive a salary of £810,000 a year uh, mm. as part of his chief. Uh, that's just as part of his chief executive remuneration package. As well as the company car, the expenses and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm no accountant, but I could see somewhere where they could save money straight away. Oh. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? He's been employed by the firm for more than 25 years and has had, and has had roles including director of retail and e-commerce and positions in general merchandise but i bet as i bet he's never hung a single bra on a rail in his life if he's a director of merchandise shouldn't he be the one that gets canned for their sales because he's in charge of effectively what they sell yeah basically so he's not done his job and yet he's getting promoted that's old school that's old school government that is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's wow. crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, power to the people, Adri. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> the guy that's going is the bloke they brought in, and it it was it was their profits were falling before. So, and, and and talking of Christmas sales, when it comes to advertising, Christmas adverts are the biggest ones of the year. Yeah. Now, every major supermarket and department store this year or last year brought out uh, a massive advertising campaign apart from one and that was debenhams they didn't have a christmas advertising campaign no blue cross sale over christmas no (laughs) my word so is there trouble in the ranks at debenhams well i'm just going to jot that down now (laughs) (laughs) i mean after some of the companies we've seen fail over the last few years you know, I'm thinking Woolworths, for goodness sake. You mm. know, it wouldn't surprise me if Debenhams went. Yeah. 
Although Woolworths are really the only company that's totally disappeared off the high street, isn't they? Like yeah. the others, like mm. um, they pop back up online though, so you can still buy Woolworths stuff online. Um, yeah, you can't anymore actually, because uh-huh. um, you know they did the. Uh, Woolworths.co.uk. Yeah, that folded up. Um, but you can go. You know, Very the catalog people. Mm-hmm. You make all your transactions through Very now. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah a couple of branches were bought by the staff. Oh yeah, they called it Wellworths, didn't they? Wellworths, that's right. <laughs> yes. What happened to them? Are I they don't know. I'm going? going to have to look into that because I was quite intrigued <laughs> by that one. Yeah. Is Jessops still there? Yeah, still Jessops are still running. Um, what does it say? It was only real, really Woolworths that completely um, HMV pulled himself out of the out of the uh, frame, didn't they? They uh, came yeah. back from it. Coming back to the prediction, mm-hmm. um, that unfortunately sounds like a zero. It does indeed. Yes, yes, I don't think. Yeah, that's this big fat zero. Yeah, they're all having problems, these department stores, but they never, none of them seem to actually disappear completely. No, that's. I did watch a documentary, uh, John Lewis, all about Christmas and their advert, etc., etc. <laughs> I and, thought uh, they, they're very concerned about the on, well, online. <sighs> They said, well, everyone's shopping at Amazon, aren't they? And they said, well, yeah. In fact, most of their business is now done online rather than in their stores. People go into John Lewis and either go to Amazon or go to their online store and buy stuff. I thought you was going to say, actually, I I saw this documentary about department stores and I thought to myself, you sure you wasn't watching Mr. Selfridge? Oh, yes, I do believe it's back. I saw my wife. Yes, it is. Yes. How much can you? How many stories can you do? I suppose you can just go for every department, but um, it must be in the bargain basement by now. So it's our turn, I guess. Yes. And Andrew, it's one of yours. Uh, yeah, so I was LFL themed for this one, and uh, I think I found out why they didn't win because uh, I said that Chicago Bliss uh, would three peat win their third championship in a row, but they lost in the final to Seattle. So, can I get half a point? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that, that, another one of these hip phrases three peat. <laughs> They got, so they got into the final. They did. Yep. They got into the final for the third year in a row. So they were undefeated for three years until the final uh, where they lost to Seattle. Well, yeah, I suppose really. I mean, yes, it's worth half a point, isn't it? No, <laughs> but I'll <laughs> Don't try. Don't you think so? I mean, of course, again, if you'd have said that they get to the final. Yeah, that's what I need to put in my wording the maybe for this third. year. Time running, yeah, you'd have... I'd have been laughing. You would be. With the uh, the finals that uh, Adri was talking about, they actually covered, so Marcus and Adri actually covered the finals from Seattle for the podcast, and mm. uh, they were on the, uh, on the sidelines, and... Uh, <laughs> that picture can go in the show notes of uh, Danica scoring the first touchdown with me and Marcus in the in the background. Hopefully, did you photo bomb the touchdown? Um, we kind of did. The much. official photo has because we were doing the stats for the app. <laughs> 
the photo of the touchdown has uh, myself, Marcus, the guy, my co-host, and uh, Colton, uh, the deputy editor for the LFL website, because we were all doing the stats for the app. So they were basically on the touchline. They were on the comment in the commentary boxes. They were in the uh, uh, the red carpet event the night before. They were um, at the after party. The no, night. no shame uh, at all. No, none. <laughs> God, blimey, some people. <laughs> and technically official sponsors of the uh, the chug-off, which was because uh, <laughs> we bought the beer for the chug-off between Colton and Stevie, so uh-huh. <laughs> we technically sponsored <laughs> whoa, a drinking whoa, whoa. competition. Hold on a minute. Let, let me just take that, roll that back a second. I you said bo- chug-off. <laughs> you bought beer? I bought beer, yeah, have a word. God, blimey. I couldn't even claim it back on expenses either. Oh, man, <laughs> so you really genuinely did buy the beer. I did. Is that the first round he's ever bought, Mark? Or? <laughs> uh, no, he did buy a couple of rounds or so when we did the Golden Mile for the World's End. Oh, all right, okay. And I, Mark feel another, think- I feel another prediction coming on for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Adri buys his second round ever. <laughs> Is it uh, is it back to me or I think we- it is because we're going with a zero for my Chicago Bliss, aren't we? Because you know, they didn't win three championships in a row. Number five, right? So uh, wearable chip and pin device launched. Now uh, the idea of this was um, was kind of instead of having like uh, the card, uh, it would be a sort of um, some sort of. Uh, I know the. <sighs> could say that the Apple Watch does this sort of thing. Yeah, because there is Apple Pay, isn't there? There is Apple Pay. Now, but not to talk myself out of the point, I was rather thinking that maybe some of the banks would give you like a bracelet. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so they'd sort of say, right, there's a bracelet, you just put that on, and then you just swipe your wrist over the chip and pin, and you don't have to, uh, you know... Open your wallet. I don't think it's just Apple Pay, though. I'm sure there are other um, phones. You can pay by a lot of things now just by um, using your mobile. Because can't you use your? Um, is it just your? Is it your contactless card, or can you use your mobile on the Oyster cards in in town? Um, yes. Oh, I don't know about the mobiles. Yes, I think you can use your mobile phone now, can't you? If what if you've got the the app for. Yeah, uh, yeah, for for any kind of world pay or something, or for your for your bank, I'm sure you can pay for things. Um, yeah, I do. I do use it all the time because they've they've just up, up increased the limit from twenty pounds to thirty pounds, uh, yes. which is the maximum you can spend at any one time on it. And uh, yeah, you just wave your phone over the the thing and um, and it pays for you. Mm. See, so, so you may not wear it, but you do carry it with you, so it's still kind of. Well, yes, that's true. I mean, though, to be fair, when I predicted it, there was those things were starting to come about. I mean. Uh, to be fair, I was more thinking because yes, the phones you've been able to do this a lot with the um, like club cards, and I think the cost of loyalty cards you can get apps for it, can't you? Yeah, um, it's like with Subway, you can with those as well. Mm. You can, I mean, it was more sort of like uh, something you wear because I do put wearable. Okay, so as I've sort of really said, wearable, you don't really wear a smartphone. Hmm. So um, I sort of talked myself out of the point there. <laughs> <laughs> you get minus points for talking yourself out of points. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, to be fair, they seem to have them surgically attached to themselves. So. 
Well, you could argue, yes, in some cases they are wearable. <laughs> you know, I watched an entire video on YouTube the other day of people being knocked down and run over because they were staring at their phones rather than where they were going and looking at the traffic. Yeah. Wow. It's a 10-minute video of just compilation clips of people <laughs> being run over because they were watching their phones rather than where they were going. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. There was there was talks. I don't know if they've actually done it. Is, is making a sort of a, a footpath, weren't they? Uh, like a like a sort of a cycle path, but it was oh, for mobile phones. That is people. a joke. <laughs> no, just give them a slap and tell them to open their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, grow uh, up. Know your environment. I suppose it will happen eventually. They'll have to do something because there are people getting knocked over. I think quite a lot. <laughs> Start making adverts. Say, don't be a you know look up yeah <laughs> if i think back a couple of years ago there were there were these enhanced reality apps which seem to have sort of died a death a little bit but basically it used your forward facing camera so you could tweet while you were walking but you could still see where you were going because the camera was showing you where you were going yeah yeah <laughs> but Is they it- like I say they seem to have died a death yeah. I'm almost glad that they did purely because then hopefully it should start to encourage people to actually look up when they're about to cross the street. Yeah, I guess it's it, something they have to sort of. Well, I suppose you're able to get an app for it. Or don't it, get don't get run over app. Or yeah, or increase the, coming. increase the speed limit so there's more chance of them dying if they do get hit, and then they'll learn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other way of looking at it. But that's really bad. That's bad form, but. Well, it's just natural. It reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> Are we calling it natural selection? Did you say? Natural selection. That's it, yeah. did, did you see that? It was a, a little while ago about. Um, I think it was a Volvo car that's got some kind of technology in it that detects if there's somebody in front of it and the car will stop. Yes. Um, sure. And this guy was taking one for a test drive and tried it out with his friend to find that he had the base model of the car and didn't actually pay for that. <laughs> function and he actually ran his friend over oh my god <laughs> wow <laughs> check the spec first <laughs> make sure you know what you've bought <laughs> don't just click i've read the terms and conditions read them <laughs> 34 pages of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I think I've talked myself out of the point there, really, but uh, I have got wearable. So yeah, I think we'll go to to Mark and Alan. What do you guys think? I think technically he's right. Yeah, um, the only thing that does it is these this Apple Watch does it, but um, yeah, yeah, but uh, that's not really yeah. I, I You've think, got yeah. to have several hundred pounds spare before you can even think about buying one of those. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I, I know Barclays were talking about bringing something out in competition sort of thing. that They wasn't going to allow Apple to use their – well, they wasn't going to accept Apple Pay, wasn't it? But I think they've, they've now sort of changed their minds, I'm not sure. But uh, I just wondered if some of these banks would have thought, well, we'll just give people like a bracelet type thing. But, uh I mean, with the Apple Pay thing, you have to Im- either input your code or your your, your fingerprint. Mm. So, you know, it's not a kind of just a general, oh, I'll wave this over something and oh, if I wave sure. my phone over it, it pays for stuff. You've got to physically, you know, prove it's you and then it'll let you pay. Which, yes. Which makes That's sense because anyone could be stealing each other's phones and yeah, just That's right. taking all their money. 
Did you know, by the way, that I reported a story quite recently where, you know, chuggers, the charity muggers. Yeah. And people with collection tins and stuff like that. And you, you sort of say, oh, you know, I, I haven't got any change. Sorry, sorry, I haven't got any change. I've, I've got no change. Well, all that's stopping later this year because they are going to have RFID uh, uh, activated um, containers which will accept your touch-and-go <laughs> credit card. Yeah, but they wouldn't get that off of me. No, because no. I don't trust those things anyway. No. It's like well, these these guys on market stalls that have um, uh, card readers, readers attached to their iPhone. Mm-hmm. Oh. I am not trusting them with my cards. No. <laughs> there was a problem with the Oyster cards, apparently, where people were kept their Oyster card next to their the contactless. Their, yes, and apparently they were sort of logging in with the Oyster, and then it might log out with the other card. Mm-hmm. In which case, it would charge the full fare because it did log out on the same card. Oops. Yeah, that was when it first, that was when they first came in, wasn't it? Because they yeah. then they started to tell people that not to have them in the same place because otherwise they would get charged on their contactless rather than their Oyster card. Yeah, that's right. Which is yeah. or charged twice in some occasions, I think. As in well. some, that's right. They were being charged twice. Well, yeah, people are going to yeah. keep them in their wallet, which. You're going to keep everything else in your wallet as well, so that's the idea of them, isn't it? Because you do see people just put their wallet on the oyster. So you're going to have to have two wallets: one for your yeah. contactless and one for your. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it seems just... like as things get easier, they get more complicated. Yeah, I always have to keep my wallet away from my uh, my other card when I'm putting in the chip and pin, just so that I make sure it doesn't get charged. I, I used to have a problem when I went into stores like HMV. If I'd just been to the Building Society, uh, um, I had a passbook for the for the Building Society, uh, and the something to do with the magnetic strip that was in the book used to set off the alarms at <laughs> HMV as if you'd just stolen something. Oh, for goodness' sake. Yes. We had to buy a new washing machine today, and uh, for some reason, the uh, the the card reader or something in in the the store didn't work. So I, I just walked down, sort of two or three uh, shops down, and went into the bank and got some cash out. It was much easier, just bits of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smart uh, okay, then. Are we? Uh, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> This is very much turning into uh, United Kingdom in the Eurovision, isn't it? I do feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Not just for you, Paul, though, for everyone. There's there's zeros all round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, what, what have we got for Jimmy? Yeah. Okay, number five for Jimmy. Government fixed the price of milk to prevent supermarkets forcing dairy farms out of business. <laughs> um, yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. well, I've got a story here from The Telegraph, which was dated, bear with me a second, uh, the 15th of August 2015. And it said, Britain's environment, security and prosperity depends on our food producers and uh, three quarters of our land is farmed, blah, blah, blah. The agriculture is central landscape, da, 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 da. But it, the, the headline is, the government is taking action to help struggling farmers. Uh, I, has anybody seen any proof of that? No, I don't. I don't See, this is what I don't understand. It, but... We've got all these, what they, these fair trade countries. 
Mm. So their farmers get a fair trade, uh, fair money for what they produce. Why can't our uh, milk producers uh, enjoy one of these fair trade things? I'm just looking down some of the figures here. It says, these changes open up new markets for our food and drink, with demand expected to increase by 70% by 2050. Fine, okay, so they've made some prediction there. But apparently, we have a dairy deficit. Less than half the butter we eat in this country is made from British milk, and only only a third of the cheese. We import, get ready for this, we import 40,000 tons of cheddar what it's just unbelievable yeah this country imports forty thousand tons of cheddar they say about these um what what is that called where it can only be made in the place that it says it's made yeah like the cornish pasty can only be made in in cornwall yeah but um somebody Um, said well so how comes that doesn't work with cheddar now apparently cheddar isn't anything to do with the place called cheddar it's the process that is used to make the cheese. Right. I did not know that. I thought, like, you know, Melton Mowbray pork pies, you could only call them Melton Mowbray pies because they were made in Melton Mowbray. Yeah. And I thought that was cheddar until yeah. I looked into it. And it's not. It's because it, the actual process they, they use to make the cheese is called cheddarization. Ah, right. So, where so is- cheddar comes from the word cheddarization rather yeah. than the actual I place. Found, I have just found right at the very bottom of the article how the government are helping British farmers um, with their British dairy farmers. It says HMRC are taking a sympathetic approach to farmers who request more time to pay their tax bills. So that's how the government's helping British farmers. <laughs> that's just, good of them, isn't them more to, oh, they're, oh, they're so good, aren't they? They really are. A government of people. Pay bills. <laughs> wow. So, yes. So, so, so I don't think... So is that... So that's... Nilpois. That is never going to happen, ever. No. Do we need to refer to the archers just to confirm this? <laughs> <laughs> Our number five was that Prince was going to perform at Glastonbury. Now, he was due to perform at Glastonbury, <laughs> but because some hissy fit that he had, something to do with Twitter and some leakage of different things that he was going to be doing, and stuff, he pulled out at the last minute. That's not like him, is it? And not <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know that The Who played uh, Glastonbury last year. Yeah. Uh, And on their actual blog, it says, not many people know that we were a last-minute addition to the show, replacing Prince, who decided not to come this year. (laughs) (laughs) So we were that close. We were that close. (laughs) Neil (laughs) Yes. But I think your loss, but other people's gain. Agreed. <laughs> Get in the who instead. <laughs> it was it was actually a good set. I must admit. I, I didn't realise that he was still well. Obviously, still around. But um, you know, he's. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot from him for quite a while. Is, is he still in the in the sort of in the limelight, so um, to speak? Not yeah. so much limelight, but he has released a bit recently. Um, right. He's, he's the, been doing a few gigs over here, actually. Right. So, well, the last thing I saw, admittedly, it was Spotify, so his stuff's few and far between on there anyway, but I think 2014 was the last 
album on there mm. but um yeah he, he's he does a lot more stuff that the record companies let, just let him do his own thing now right. um, mainly because that very clever safer spat that he had with um uh who was it that was it he, with warner brothers well i think first, it was warner brothers yeah they were his first uh, record label weren't they um which is you know when he started going around with slave on his face and this that and the other um yeah. because they wanted so many albums a year out of him and he said you can't produce quality albums like a machine a good album takes a certain amount of years to produce uh, and that's how it used to be there's a lot of groups that's really uh, although they're famous groups have only really produced perhaps two or three really outstanding albums yeah Um, and they weren't having any of it and he said you're contracted or Prince is contracted to uh, produce these albums uh, and that's why he changed his name to the symbol. Mm. Because it's, well, you said that Prince is contracted to uh, produce these albums. Prince no longer exists. Therefore, <laughs> he can't produce these albums. Yeah. No, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> he did well there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now the record companies just say, well, just do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes sense because you let the master control the the music, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, um, it seems a lot more sensible, doesn't it, really? I mean, that's how a lot of these albums, famous albums, have been produced, isn't it? Because the groups have just been allowed to get on with what they're doing. Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. So there you have it, folks. At the end of five rounds of predictions, the Garbage Pod are in the lead with two and a half points, followed by Jimmy and Alan with one and a half points, and Paul is bringing up the rear with half a point. All can change in the second part of I Predict a Riot 2015, so watch this space. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak with you all again real soon. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of The Garbage Pod. Be sure to visit www.thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode just look for the relevant tab on the menu let us know what you think of the show send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com because your input is our output or you can use the social media icons at the top of the page that include twitter and facebook if you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts you can do so via itunes the rss feed and also tune in and stitcher on demand radio don't forget to rate and review us you can find a link on our podcast pages if you like what we're doing here then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages and don't forget to spread the word about us The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.